Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York City, my guest is a 15-year-old singer-songwriter who plays guitar and in September released a five-song EP that was recorded in Nashville. In her young career, she has already performed at notable venues such as the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, the House of Blues in New Orleans, and the Bitter End in New York City. She won the 2015 Yachtstock River Jam Songwriting Contest and was awarded a slot at this year's annual event. She has already gotten national and international radio airplay, and her songs have been used in network TV shows and in national advertising campaigns. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled Rearview Mirror. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Chloe Collins. Hi, thanks for having me. Chloe, thanks. Thanks so much for being here today. I do appreciate it. Uh, let's get things started by having you tell the listeners all about the song Rearview Mirror. I, I really like that song, although <laughs> you wouldn't know it by my having been talking over it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I uh, recorded that earlier this year, and I released it as a single before I released my EP. And what is the song about? Uh, the, the listeners couldn't hear the lyrics, of course, because I was talking too much. So uh, uh, did you write it by yourself? Uh, did you co-write it? And, and like I said, what is what is the message of Rearview Mirror? Uh, yes, I wrote it by myself. And um, I kind of wrote it about the people at school who'd kind of bully me and just everyone who's ever been bullied just kind of saying, you know, someday you'll be out of that town and it won't really matter anymore because it'll be in your rearview mirror and you'll be somewhere better. Ah, very good. Very good. And the song was written when? Uh, I think it was written in 2014, 2013. Okay. Okay. And, and at the time that you wrote it, was it, uh, it's just a, just another song that I wrote or was it, Hey, I know I'm going to aim to, to release an EP next year and, and this is what I'm writing towards. I actually had no idea that I was going to, um, record a whole EP. I always wanted to do an album, uh, record a whole album. But um, at the time, I was just writing it as a song, and then it got really good feedback. So I was thinking, maybe I'll just release this as a single. And it was one of my first singles. So when you say it got really good feedback, and, and again, uh, for those who are listening for the first time, I, I do really try to gear this show. I appreciate, mind you, the those that are listening who are listening because they're fans of the guests that I interview. I appreciate everyone who listens. But there is a tendency to try to draw lessons out of the guests for the listeners who are up and comers. So, Chloe, when you said it was getting good, you were getting good feedback about the song. 
what can someone do when they write a song and in, in terms of saying that you got good feedback about it? How did you get good feedback? You played it uh, out live. You, you sent MP3s to people. What, what, course did, what course of action did you take to get some feedback for that song? Well, I started uh, playing it live at local coffee houses and then places like The Bitter End. And um, I, everyone seemed to really love the song and they'd come up to me after and say, hey, that was a really great song. So um, then I decided to record it. And sometimes I would send my voice memos of different songs I would write to um, friends of mine and other people that I knew. And they always seemed to love it, uh, especially that song. So I decided that that would be one of the ones that I would record. So what advice would you have? Because there's going to be a young songwriter who's going to listen to this interview and is going to try that, but they're going to be really, really attached. I mean, you get attached to every song that you write, obviously, but there's going to be a song that you just really feel passionate in your heart about, and you're going to send it out to a bunch of people, and and one or two people are going to say, eh, it doesn't really do anything for me. And you're just going to want to be stubborn and say, well, what do they know? I'm the songwriter, and I love this song. It's great. Is, Is it... Is it you have to just go with your gut or is it no, you have to take the blinders off and and say, well, considering the source, that person does know music and and maybe it's not as good as I thought? I mean, I guess it depends. If you really love the song, you should put it out and just do it how you want to do it. Because the whole thing now is like, you know, genres are kind of being mixed and there's pop and country and they're kind of mixing together and rock is now country. And it's like, just do your thing and whatever category it falls into, whoever likes it, you know, you hope that everyone likes it. But if they don't, then just put out another one. But you love that song and you want everyone to hear it. So you just put it out. Well, let's talk about the category of music for Chloe Collins. What what genre do you put yourself in on on the day that we're recording this? Because you're right, it does change. Um, yeah, I guess I would say maybe country singer-songwriter type folk thing. I used to do some pop recordings of my songs, but that didn't really show who I was or how I wanted the songs to sound. So I kind of changed my path and made it more kind of country Interesting. Well, believe it or not, I'm I'm only now ready to start the interview. <laughs> we, we uh, gosh, so many tangents there, and so many follow up questions that I thought of, and I've got this whole list of questions in front of me. But really, before I start, I do wonder how are you able to do this interview with me at three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon? Did you just walk out of school, or are you homeschooled, or are you playing hooky, or <laughs> what's the case? Well, I actually go to an online academy, which is a branch of a private school. And um, I do all my courses on online, so it was kind of easy to do this. <laughs> ah, okay. And and has that kind of been the case for a while, or is it this is an adjustment that you had to make because you saw that your music career was starting to take off? I did go to public school up until the end of eighth grade, and then I decided that I didn't really have time to keep going there for like eight hours every day, so I'd rather do four or five hours of work at home so that I can do more interviews and performances and everything like that. Okay. So when you say you didn't have time to go for eight hours a day, you meant because you needed to have more time available for your music. Correct. Yes. 
And and how much of a say did did uh, did, did mom or dad or both <laughs> have in, in in you saying I don't have time to go to school for eight hours a day? <laughs> um, it was kind of a group decision. I mean, I definitely wanted to do it for a long time, for a few years, even when I was in public school. I I wanted to be homeschooled or do some kind of online academy just so I could have more time for music. And they saw it kind of taking off as well, so they decided, you know, why don't we just try this? And I've been doing it for two years now. And how much discipline have have you found that you need to have so that you do really give the time to school that that you need to? And and I guess another question would be, uh, you know, is is it is it are you kind of accountable to yourself or, or does someone else check in on you to make sure that you are putting in the time that the online classes demand? Well, you definitely need a lot of discipline, uh, especially on Monday mornings when you don't want to do anything. You just want to like watch a movie or something. (laughs) Or or keep sleeping. (laughs) Or keep sleeping. Yeah. You have to kind of push yourself, but, um, I'm kind of used to it at this point, but, um, yeah, the teachers are always checking in and if you get below a 90, they'll make sure that you, you know, redo it or have some help on whatever assignment it is. And, um, I've been getting better grades this year because now I'm more focused and it's kind of one-on-one. Uh, classes and everything like that. So it's really great for me. So uh, I'm, I'm not doing the math quickly enough in my head. So 15 means that you're in, is it 10th uh, grade? I'm a sophomore. Yeah. Okay. okay. And <laughs> I'm still confused at this point, but yeah. And so, so obviously you've, you've still got a couple years left uh, of, of doing homeschooling. I, I imagine that it's too early to be thinking about whether you'll go to college or not. Uh, yeah, too early at this point, I guess. Okay. Well, and, and Chloe, if you'll bear with me for, for just a minute so I can talk to the listeners, um, Chloe is not the first guest that I've asked questions like these two on this show. So listeners, uh, get a pen and paper out. I'm, I'm going to give you a list of other episodes of the show to go back and listen to, especially if you're a parent of someone who's doing music or if you yourself are, say, Uh, age 21 or younger, because there have been other guests on the show like Chloe, meaning, for example, all the way back on episode three of the show, Shannon McGrain, who was 18 at the time of our interview and had been a top 12 finisher on American Idol in 2012. So this list that I'm giving you listeners is uh, guests just like Chloe, who we had these types of conversations with about juggling school and music and and that type of thing. Uh, Episode 21, featured twin brothers Mason and Micah Mars from the band State Line Drive, who were 16 years old at the time of that interview. Episode 45 featured Canadian singer-songwriter Maddie Rodriguez, and I remember talking about her 21st birthday event during that interview. Episode 63 was an interview with sisters Bianca and Gabriella Leduc of Diamond Dixie out of Orlando, ages 17 and 15. And Chelsea Kreitz, a little more recently on episode 87, is a, I believe, 21-year-old country artist from Canada. So that was uh, episode three, Shannon McGrain, episode 21, State Line Drive, episode 45, Maddie Rodriguez, episode 63, Diamond Dixie, and episode 87, uh, Chelsea Kreitz. So Chloe, you are only 15, but are not new to all of this at all. You've written over 80 songs and started playing guitar at age eight. Was there ever a time when you wanted to be something other than a singer-songwriter? 
You know, I don't think so. I think I always wanted to be a singer. And even when I was little, like I was two years old and I'd be on the swing set or something. And my parents had friends who would come over and be like, you know, she's got kind of a good voice. Maybe she should do something about that. So, yeah. You know, she's only two, right? <laughs> and and so is there uh, footage from either you with just your family or, or maybe uh, Christmas holiday parties where... Everyone's gathered around and, and Chloe is performing and this footage will all end up on a on a VH1 or MTV documentary someday. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I have tons of footage of that. They always have me perform at all the holiday parties and everything. Okay, but now though, now that you are as accomplished as you are with music, is it a case of, okay, you know, this is this is different now, like like we don't ask her anymore, or is it, hey, this is different now, we definitely want her to perform? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's kind of always been the same. I don't, I think they've known me, I mean, definitely my family and friends have known me before anything started happening, so they still see me as the person who was, who I was before anything started happening. <laughs> okay, and, and, uh, and and the answer will be revealed uh, shortly with with Christmas right around the corner, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you can you can report back to everyone via social media uh, as to uh, if you performed for your family holiday parties, and if so, how long you performed for. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon, people will want to come to your family's Christmas parties just just to see you perform, not for not for Christmas presents. Yeah, Imagine they'll that. just come over. <laughs> Um, I rattled off that list of young guests that have been on the show, and I know I've talked with some of them and even other guests besides them about age-appropriate songs, meaning a young songwriter needing to be conscious of not performing songs that a listener is going to hear the lyrics to and say, there's no way he or she could possibly have had that life experience yet. Uh, (laughs) Chloe, having already written over 80 songs, when did you learn that lesson and, and do you maybe remember who you learned it from? Um, I don't really know. I mean, everyone says that my songs are kind of ahead of my time, not inappropriate, but just, you know, things that I may have not experienced. But mm-hmm. I also kind of have uh, events from other people's lives that sometimes I put into songs. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York City is singer, songwriter, guitar player Chloe Collins. She is very active on social media, so find her and engage with her on the various platforms. She is on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. You can purchase her music on iTunes, plus you can also hear it on SoundCloud. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. i rattled off a list of maybe only five or six out of more than 90. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And if you've been listening over the last couple months, you know that there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at nowhearthisentertainment. And certainly just a big, big thanks always. I will say it every week. 
to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show, and it's just continually amazing to see where in the world some of you are listening from. Chloe, I mentioned back in the intro that you have performed at some notable venues. There are House of Blues locations, however, in many, many cities, and, and with all due respect, not everyone might be familiar with The Bitter End, but wow, the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville... Tell tell the listeners about your experience playing there, including how you got that opportunity in the first place. I mean, I heard about it, I think, on their website or something. I was coming to Nashville for uh, just a vacation, and um, I heard that they were having this open mic night, which I think they do every Monday, and um, you had to call in to get a chance to be in it, and I had... Um, me, my mom, and my dad all on the phone at the same time, like calling in <laughs> like crazy. And we finally got in and I was number 19, I think, out of 25. So I was really close to not getting in. Um, and that was just like in the first 10 minutes of calling, but I got in and um, I stood outside with everyone and there was like a line of people waiting to get in to just watch the show. And that was like really amazing to see. And um, then I performed one of my songs called High School and um, everyone came up to me after and they're like, wow, you're really amazing. And that was really cool because like that's a bitter end. That's where Taylor Swift got discovered. It's a really legendary place. Now, again, for those that aren't familiar with the Bluebird, uh, they do say that, you know, and certainly this is the case anywhere in Nashville, but certainly at the Bluebird, that there could be music industry people in there. And, and you know, like you just said, you could get discovered in there. Uh, do you know, were, were there record industry people there that night or, or did anyone tell you, hey, look, just so you know, you know, nobody of significance comes to open mic night? What, 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 was, your, what was your knowledge going into the performance? Because I'm going to ask you, how nervous were you and, and, and was it just because of where you were or was it, gee, there's, you know, music industry people in the audience or, or what? You know, I really didn't know if anyone was going to be there. And um, I had heard, obviously, Scott Borchetta was there when he discovered Taylor, but I think she was doing a songwriter circle or something like that because I went to see a performance at the Bluebird once and it was a songwriter circle. So those are more well-known and, you know, written about and everything. But I really didn't know if anyone was going to be there. And when I was there, I didn't know either. Nobody told me anything, but um, I hope someone was there (laughs) so that they could see me. Well, again, for those that are listening that are thinking of trying that themselves, I'm going to go to Nashville and I'm going to try to get in the open mic uh, at the Bluebird. I want you to get really specific, Chloe. So you called in and you got number 19. Did they tell you as a result, Chloe, you are guaranteed that you will sing a song tonight? Uh, yes, at least one song. I thought it was like two each, but I think it's just one. And then there's a raffle thing at the end where they pick a random number and then that person gets to come up and sing another song. Okay. And did number 19 mean that you will be the, you will be number 19. There will be 18 people that will go before you. Yes. It's in order of the calls. Okay. And, uh, so how long do you have to wait? Um, what time do you have to arrive? And, And then once it starts, how long did it take? for for it to go from performer number one to performer number 18? You know, I think I got there at about five, maybe, possibly earlier. I wanted to get there early just so I could, because I didn't know if it was in order of calls or in order of who was in line, um, but it was in order of calls, so it didn't matter anyway. But um, yeah, I got there pretty early, and then I think the doors opened at like 637 
maybe. And um, it ran kind of late because, um, you know, some songs were longer, some were shorter. But, um, yeah, it was pretty easy. Well, but I want the listeners to hear that timeline because if you arrived at 5 o'clock and they, let's say they started at, I'll go in between and say 6.45, you probably didn't play until at least 7.45 or 8 o'clock. So go there, young songwriters who are going to try this out at the Bluebird and know that from the minute you show up until the minute you strum your first chord, it could be three hours. So you have no you have no room to complain. You're getting a chance to play at the famous Bluebird Cafe. And again, you never know who might be watching you. If you're doing nothing but complaining, someone might say, I saw that person before the show and they were carrying on about how long they had to wait for this. So keep a stiff upper lip, keep a smile on your face, be a good sport and, and take advantage of the opportunity. And, and Chloe, I'm sure you would agree with all of that, having gone through it yourself. Definitely, yes. So speaking of Nashville, uh, you recorded your EP in Nashville. Um, I, I want to hear all about that experience, but I, I also wonder, you already live in one of the top three major music markets in the U.S. You live in New York, and, and we're talking about Nashville, and then L.A. is a third one. So why would you not just stay home and record in New York City instead of traveling to Nashville to record your EP? Well, I did some recording around the city, but um, here it was more pop um, you know, pointed towards pop and I did some of that, but again, pop wasn't my thing. So, um, I thought country, why not do something in Nashville? Because that's like the heart of country music. And, um, I have a little demo studio thing at my house and sometimes I do vocals on there and then I fly them down to my producer in Nashville and he'll create a track around it. But I do all the guitars and drum, I mean, not drums, but I did it to a click track and then he makes a click track into drums, uh, program drums or real drums. And, um, then I go down there to do the finishing touches. Okay. Now when you said you fly the demo down to him, do you mean email it or you actually fly down there on an airplane and bring him a CD or, or a flash drive and say, here, here's, here's my demo work with this. Um, I, def- I, uh, email it to him, um, by MP3, but, uh, yeah. And then he kind of sends it back with, uh, drums on it and, you know, the guitar's all electrified and everything. And then I do back and forth. <laughs> okay. So how did you get hooked up with somebody down in Nashville in the first place? Um, I found him, I think through some friends of mine and, um, he's done some recording for some big people and, um, I met him and first I did one of my songs with him when I was about 13 or 14 and then we had a really nice groove together. We really got along really well and I liked the tracks that he was doing. So, um, I had him do rearview mirror and then that's how it all started. Well, go ahead and, and if, assuming that you want to, go ahead and tell the, tell the listeners who it is and, and who those big some of those big names are that that he has worked with. Uh, you know, what studio did you record at in Nashville? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, his name is Mikey Reeves, um, and he's done some work for Need to Breathe, which is a really cool band, and uh, Parachute, and. Um, it's called Grind Central Station. <laughs> I love the name because I'm from New York. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he's just really cool and really laid back. And you get to put ideas in, and then you kind of uh, spit them out to each other, and we kind of work things out. And sometimes I'll sing a riff, and then he can do it on the guitar or the piano or whatever it is. And uh, 
yeah, and then I would do some vocals there. And it's a really cool groove in the studio. Like there's some lights around and everything. And I went there first when it was just like under construction. So there was really nothing there. But now it looks like this whole groovy studio. Very nice. Very nice. And and I I picked from that, you know, I've, I've talked countless times on the show. And if you're a regular listener, you've heard me say this plenty of times. But the importance of having contacts and that, in my opinion, you can never have too many contacts. And lo and behold, you didn't go down to Nashville blindly and just start knocking on doors unsolicited and say, hey, would you like to listen to my music? You said uh, a friend put me in touch with him. So again, it's unfortunately not what you know, it's who you know. And that friend obviously was able to make a a, a very good introduction in your case, Chloe, that, that you did Uh, get the benefit of of being able to record with him. Yes. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is make sure you know who's who on social media. I finalized a booking with someone to interview them, and then probably two weeks later at the most, I followed them on Twitter from my username at NHT underscore tweets. I was promptly sent a direct message that clearly indicated that the person had no idea it was the account for someone who had booked them for an upcoming interview. That certainly doesn't make that person look too on top of their game. That is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. Well, so uh, now that you're done, will you go back to Nashville? The, the EP is done and it's out. So is there, is there people would say, well, she's going to Nashville because she's still recording her EP, but now that it's finished, will you continue to go back there from time to time? Is there any sort of plans or, or schedule or, or is it? No, I just was, I just wanted to record there. I've played at the bluebird. So I really have no need to go back down. Well, I think I'm definitely going back down there. Uh, I have more songs to record. I've been doing demos at home, even as this EP is like slowly been released as different um, tracks to each radio station and everything. But I think just keep making the music and I've kept writing and then I record them. And of course, when I record them, I want to make them a professional recording. And I'll probably do a few EPs after this one as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because uh, when I was giving out that list, of previous guests, I said that this could be helpful to parents of young singer-songwriters. And so I I can imagine a parent hearing that, well, wait a minute, he said at the beginning of the show that her EP just came out in September. So if it's only been out for a couple months, why is she wanting to all of a sudden record more new music? And and you're here to say that (laughs) you keep writing it and, and you can't you personally just can't sit still and let it sit in the notebook or, or on your laptop or, or wherever, uh, you know, you want to see these songs get produced. Yeah. Well, you're doing lots and lots of interviews, um, even one uh, that was based in England. What about live performances, though, to promote the EP? You're doing a lot of interviews to promote the EP, but uh, what might people look for in terms of live performances that you might start scheduling to get out there and promote the EP? Well, I'm definitely playing the bitter end in December. Uh, many local coffee house type open mic things in November and December. 
And um, yeah, I mean, there'll definitely be more probably in Nashville, hopefully more at the Bluebird. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just trying to play anywhere I can, any opportunity I get. And it sounds to me like uh, you would encourage listeners to follow your social media and, and you'll be posting all of those every time you get a, another booking. It will be available through Facebook and Twitter and, and everything that you're putting out online. Yeah. Well, speaking of live performances, in addition to the three venues that I named back in the intro of this show, uh, the Bluebird, the House of Blues, and uh, the Bitter End, you have also performed, check this out, listeners, she's performed in Boston, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, and this is amazing, Ireland and Barbados. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Chloe, how how in the world does a 15-year-old get to perform in Ireland and Barbados? And and equally important, did you have an absolute blast? (laughs) Yes, it was definitely amazing. Um, Both of them were starting out as vacations, but then I got to play live at both, which was amazing. Ah, very nice. Very nice. I, I love those kinds of stories. And, um, it actually reminds me one of the stories that I still tell to this day, which, uh, boy, it was all the way back on episode two of this show when uh, Alyssa J.C. talked about going over to Italy for a one-week vacation. I think she said she was visiting her brother and managed to get herself booked, I think it was at the Hard Rock, uh, while she was there. So so you're saying it was the same thing. You were in Ireland on vacation, you were in Barbados on vacation, and, and you saw someplace and, and contacted them, or, or you were there and... And somebody kind of whispered in the right person's ear, hey, she she performs, let her sing. What was the case? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of friends of ours, and I'd find places, and I was like, oh, are they having an open mic night or whatever it was? And then I'd get to play there, which was really cool. And you had brought your guitar with you, or you just sang to tracks, or how, how did you how did you perform in those other countries? I always bring my guitar with me, even if I know that it's definitely going to be a vacation, because who knows? I mean, those two are both vacations, and then I got to play live at both, so that was great. Wow, I love it. I love it. That's great, because certainly international travel, Boston, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, you know, those are nothing to sneeze at, but, you know, of course you'll have your guitar with you, but... Again, I'm very impressed. And I, you know, for all I know, Ireland and Barbados, maybe you weren't even 15 yet when you did those and, and you already were thinking that way that I should have my guitar with me just in case. Were, were you 15 or, or was that even younger? I think I was 14. I was 15 for Dublin. I was 14 for uh, Barbados because I go there every year for vacation. Wow. Wow. So uh, was Barbados this year? Was it 2015? Uh, yeah, February. Okay, so it sounds to me like in a few months you'll be back there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and likely playing again. Yeah. Amazing. I'll, I'll, be, I'll bet your parents and probably even yourself sit back and scratch their head and say, who would have known when she was eight years old and just learning to play the guitar that someday she'd be performing in other countries, not to mention other states? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Is Is that something that gets said around the Collins household frequently? <laughs> um, they're definitely proud parents. I think they're always like talking about me and stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just keep working and sometimes I don't really think about that, but when you stop and think like, wow, it's only been however many years and I've gotten to this point and I'm 15, like sometimes I forget I'm 15 and, you know, sometimes I play live in places that I'm not even allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I must say that you're handling yourself extremely well. I'm, I'm forgetting, uh, other than my script reminding me, I'm forgetting that I'm talking to a 15 year old. So, 
uh, you're you're certainly becoming a, a polished veteran very early on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York City is singer, songwriter, guitar player Chloe Collins. As I mentioned before, she is very active on social media, so do find her and engage with her on those various platforms. She is on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And you can purchase her music on iTunes. Plus, you can also hear it on SoundCloud. And on SoundCloud, you can even interact with Chloe because you can comment on the tracks and like them as well. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And if you've been listening to this show over the last couple months, you know that there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Would appreciate it if you would follow on Instagram at Now Hear This Entertainment. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm really grateful for all of you. Thank you for continuing to listen to the show I love reading all the data on where in the world the listeners are. Chloe, I've mentioned a couple times that you've already written over 80 songs. So tell us about your songwriting process. Well, I usually start out with a few ideas from uh, all over, really. Uh, Sometimes my real life, sometimes my friends and um, TV, movies, whatever. And, uh, they just come to me and sometimes they come to me anywhere. Like I'll write it down on a grocery list or, you know, (laughs) during school or something, it'll be next to my science textbook. I'll be writing a song. And, um, then I go to my room and I kind of lock the door and I just write a song, uh, sometimes in one sitting, sometimes kind of like over the course of a week or so. And, um, yeah. And then it just kind of becomes a finished product. So, I wonder, though, when you mentioned earlier in the show that you couldn't go to school for eight hours a day because you needed more time for music, do you actually schedule time to songwrite or is it, no, I just jot things down when ideas pop into my head and then at some point when I'm kind of, I've got, I've got time available and I'm in that headspace, I say, okay, I, I, need, I need to work on these songs now. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily know when I'm going to write a song, but if I come up with an idea in the middle of some class or something, um, I'll like wait until I finish the class, but I'll write the idea down, and then I'll go to my room and write a song about it. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, because that's what I wondered is as all the ideas come in and you jot it down on a napkin or you say it into your phone in a voice note or whatever it is, I thought, well, at some point she has to make the conscious decision to go back and assemble all the pieces. So I didn't know if you were following a schedule every day that says three o'clock to three thirty songwriting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of random. If I scheduled it, I don't think I would have as many ideas because it would seem like too structured or too forced or whatever. So I just let the ideas come to me. Now I did mention that You started playing guitar at age eight, and as I've said now enough times, you've written over 80 songs, but when did you actually start to songwrite, though? Uh, I started writing songs when I was about eight years old as well. Um, I had heard I had seen the Hannah Montana movie and I like fell in love with it and especially the song Butterfly Fly Away 
And uh, one day I just kind of picked up the little toy guitar that's on the guitar rack in my house. And uh, I taught myself a few chords just to that song. And I played it for like 13 hours that day. <laughs> and then I finally got it. And then I just wanted to learn more. And I just kept teaching myself different chords and everything. And I've never used a guitar teacher or anything. Wow. Wow. So, so, that, so that was the inspiration for I'm going to try to actually write some of my own songs. Yeah. <laughs> and and did you find that you were coming up with melodies faster than you were coming up with lyrics or the other way around or it was it was about even? Well, I technically started writing songs, not writing them down on paper, but when I was really young, I would just kind of sing around the house and make up words that rhymed. And um, I never wrote those down, but I guess I kind of did that first. But then as I got older, when I was like eight or nine, I started writing them down and... Um, yeah, they just kind of fell into what they are now, I guess. So you did say in there that you've never taken guitar lessons, but have you taken voice lessons? I do take voice lessons. I've been taking them for a few years. Okay, and so does that mean that you're still working with someone presently, uh, voice, I am, voice yes. wise? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I've been plugging your various social media sites, and I got to say, wow, you 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 really get some good traffic on your YouTube channel. You've got one video that's only a month old and is closing in on 10,000 views. Uh, Another that's a month old and has over 8,000 views. There's another one that's only two weeks old and has over 7,000 views. So I wonder, Chloe, to what do you attribute the success that you're having with these videos? I mean, I started it when I was, again, like seven or eight, um, and I would just post videos of me singing, uh, sometimes even before I wrote songs. But then when I started using social media, I would promote them more. I would promote my videos more. And on YouTube, I would like make sure everyone, all my friends would watch the video and everything. And that just kind of, you know, it kind of gained speed. And then now I'm getting a crazy amount of views, which, you know, it used to be like a hundred in a month. So it's kind of crazy. And I even have an old lip sync video that has like 30,000 views that I just saw the other day. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And, and, uh, I, I guess, you know, hats off to you because it sounds to me like what you're saying is that it's just good old fashioned hard work, uh, you know, that that's paying off in the form of, of getting that many views and, and just everything that you're doing, you're being consistent, you're being regular uh, with, with building your audience uh, and, and with, with posting on social media. Am I, am I correct so far? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying really hard to get the word out everywhere. Yeah, and, and the reason that I'm pointing all of this out is, again, uh, for those that are listening that uh, are up-and-comers that are trying to learn how, how things go in the business and um, how you can get more views for your videos on, on YouTube and things like that. You know, certainly there are companies out there that will help you uh, get more exposure for your videos. Um, go back and listen to episode 85 with Jillian Spear. Uh, she actually talked about doing exactly that with, with working with a company uh, that has helped her. And she has gotten tremendous, tremendous exposure, uh, huge numbers of views for her videos on YouTube, but uh, hats off to you, Chloe. I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong way, um, but hats off to you for, for doing it the old-fashioned way and, and getting the results that you're getting. It's uh, got to be very exciting and very encouraging to you. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's happening slowly, but it's also happening fast at the same time because, again, I'm only like 15. <laughs> <laughs> well, and on that note, your songs have been used in network TV shows and in national advertising campaigns. Uh, any TV shows or, or ad campaigns that the listeners would recognize the name of? Uh, there was one show when I was about 11. Um, I had written a song called I've Had Enough, and it got on this ABC Family TV show called The Vineyard. Um, it was just for that summer, I think. But uh, yeah, that was one, definitely. So was it recorded by you or just written by you? It was recorded and written by me. <laughs> and wow. it was funny to hear my 11-year-old voice in this uh, scene with like 20-year-old women in it. Well, yeah, that's that's why I'm asking. And obviously it's it's abc family so you know they will consider a, a song with a, with a younger sounding voice but i thought well 11 years old she probably wrote it and then they had someone record it for her so so <laughs> was that song recorded in nashville also and and sent off uh for for tv placement that was actually recorded in new york and it had been kicking around for like a year but then this tv show finally picked it up which was very surprising and cool <laughs> So the, the, the TV shows that have used your music, the, the national ad campaigns that have used your music, how have you gotten those placements? Uh, I just kind of circulated them around to friends and family, and I've been, again, just trying to get the word out over social media and everything. And um, people see it, and they comment back, and then they kind of pick it up for things like that. Okay, so so it is a matter of, of knowing the right people and certain people that have certain connections and can get can get songs into the right hands of the right people, in other words, yes? Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Well, um, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Forget Your Name. Uh, before we let you go, though, Chloe, tell the listeners, please, all about this song, if you would. Uh, well, uh, this one was one of the songs for the EP, and I wrote it when I was about 14 or 13, I think. But I just kind of wanted to write a fun kind of country feel song and um i'd been doing it acoustic for many years but it was just about you know this relationship where i was like let me just find someone new forget about you you know and so then that's how i came up with forget your name well and now i do have a follow-up question uh, <laughs> i thought we were finished but you know when i think about the fact that that you've written over 80 songs and, and you said that this song that we're about to play um, that you wrote it when you were 14 or 13. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back to, to some past episodes uh, when some guests were talking about the, pr- the process that they choose to go through. And again, that means there's no right way or, or wrong way. Uh, but for instance, uh, on episode 90, Elise Black said that over the last two years, she wrote, I think it was 125 songs and then picked out 12 to go on her album uh, and then uh, the next week on episode 91, Kelly Manu, she said that she wrote uh, maybe 20 or so um, and whittles it down to, to about the same number, to about 12, and, and records a couple at a time along the way. So did you have this big pool of 80 songs to choose from to, to pick which ones would go on your EP, or, or, or did, you do it, did you take a different approach to, to picking out which ones would go on there? Yeah, well, it was actually really hard to pick a few songs because they're all very personal to me and I love all of them uh, in different ways. But I finally kind of narrowed it down to these five. And it was almost going to be about four songs on the EP, but then I put New Nightmares at the end because I was like, oh, just an extra, you know, bonus if anyone gets that far. All right, very good. Well, Chloe, thanks ever so much for for doing the show and uh, 
boy, there's just uh, so much that we're going to be seeing from you in the future. I know it. And I really want to encourage the listeners uh, to keep their eyes and ears out for, for all things uh, Chloe Collins. And, and I do wish you the best uh, with everything going forward. Thank you. Well, that will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Chloe Collins. As I've said before, she is all over social media, so be sure to find and engage with her. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes. If you're listening to this show... On SoundCloud, remember that Chloe's music is available on there as well. And of course, do keep up with her through social media so that you can see where and when she will be performing so you can go see her live. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and, I was going to say share, but they call it repost episodes on there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. And like I mentioned before, for Chloe's tracks, with anything on SoundCloud, you can even comment along the way. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, uh, nowhearthis.biz. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Chloe Collins. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Forget Your Name.
Under the lights till I can't see Drown your laughter 